What's up, my little true crime addicts? It's Megan and Grace, and this, this is That's that So Criminal. We're back. Yeah, We're welcome than back. Ever. Oh my gosh. Thank you all for the amount of love that we have been receiving. It's ridiculous. Oh my god, that first so episode. supported, guys. Oh. I know. We actually, like, we were talking on the phone a lot and just, like, literally about to cry. We should have we were cry. So we're not even going to lie. We just did. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. No, no shame. No shame. We're sensitive. Anyway... Oh my gosh, we love you all so much, and the feedback we've been receiving is just the sweetest. Like, we seriously have the sweetest fans. I mean, No, like, 100%. Oh, my heart. We love you all. I'm, Come be I'm your also, best friends. I'm really glad that you guys liked it so much, because we were really? we were definitely just, I mean, we were nervous, of course. Like, we've never done a podcast before, and oh, yeah. it is literally, like, sitting next, we're just, like, sitting literally. next to each other, <laughs> talking, recording, and it, like, feels weird, because... We're just talking to each other, mm-hmm. but it still feels like we're talking to multiple people. Right? But know. it's so it's such a weird feeling, but it did. It turned anyway, out really good though. We're just really talking to all of our best friends, which all include you guys. Yeah. I love it. Because we honestly don't have many friends. So we're pretty much each other's. We're literally <laughs> like not even joking. <laughs> just her. <laughs> so anyway, we'll kinda jump right into it. I don't feel like there's any worldly news to talk about. There really isn't. Because yeah. nothing happens in our lives. I know, right? <laughs> We're not exciting people. No, not at all. Anyway, um Oh, I'm we might sure. hear cats. <laughs> yes. I know that he Samson made an appearance in episode one. Yeah. Uh, Samson is Grace's cat. Yeah. I'm- you heard the <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can do it, but I can do it better. Ready? Creepy. I know. Why is it kind of good though? <laughs> oh, I know, right? Hey, baby. Anyway. Oh my god, he's talking to me. He's talking. He's coming. Anyway, to me. if you hear him, so sorry. Maybe we'll post a picture of him because he's he's really cute. No, he really but is. Anyway, just so you all know. But all right, okay. I'm excited for this case, guys, because I have not like read anything about this. I really yeah. haven't. So this is gonna be a we really a like whole... surprise each other. Yeah, this time. we're like I'm really excited. actually like, learning new stuff. <clears throat> So today we're going to be talking about Cassie Jo Stoddard, and it's a pretty rough case, not going to lie. It's, it was a lot, definitely, uh, I mean, they're all rough, but I feel right. like... But this, this one in particular? Yeah, so this happened in 2006, and it's just one of those, like, the murderers were filming a lot of stuff, and although they didn't film the actual murder, it's just... I mean, still. Honestly, so weird to, like, see them in these home videos and be like, oh... You look just like normal people. Yeah, anybody else. Like that's the most terrifying part is when right? you hear about like just like I think it was Jeffrey Dahmer and and same thing with mm-hmm. um Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Like literally everyone that knew them was like, well, yeah, I would never. Yeah, Ted Bundy had like a girlfriend. Yeah, and was like being they were like at. I literally would <laughs> like, never have thought. Oh yeah, so it's creepy. It definitely, I think this case is a little wild. But okay, let's jump right in. So, Cassie Jo Stoddard was born December 21st, 1989 in Idaho to her mother, Anne. I wasn't able to find any info on her biological dad, but her mom is, like, a stepdad. Or, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> her mom has a boyfriend, and basically it's, like, okay, her, so it's and her stepdad. Did she get along with him pretty well? Like, pretty close? Yeah, I couldn't find, again, I couldn't find a ton of information on him, but, I mean, 
I feel like that's also good. Like, yeah. if they didn't get along, I feel like we would read about it. That's a good point. But, so anyway, she had a sister, Christy, who was six years older than her, and a brother, Andrew, who was 18 months younger. And this is, like, actually really cute. Andrew said that him and Cassie were more, like, best friends than siblings, oh, which, like... I love that! I know, Because right? I feel like that never really happens. Literally. I feel like it never really does. Her family was incredibly kind and loving and enjoyed each other's company, which is, like, I feel like super rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, ah... Uh, Anyway, all of the kids were super close to their grandparents, which is adorable. I'm, I have uh, grandparents that I'm really close with, and oh, I just feel like that's such a cool bond. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like no surprise kind of hearing how her family was. Really close-knit. Exactly. Like, the, also that her personality was super bubbly and friendly, which came from a great family. Uh, Andrew, her brother, even described her as headstrong and a role model, which is so adorable oh for your younger brother your only brother. I know, and a, and a like, brother, too. Right? I feel, because I feel like a lot of times, I mean, I'm not saying this to everyone, but I feel like a lot of times when you have, like, a sister and a mm-hmm. brother, especially when you're not really the same age, people a lot of times are like, I mean, yeah, like, my annoying little brother. Oh, yeah. And not even bad, just like, but it's so sweet to hear, mm-hmm. like, no, she was my best friend, my role exactly. model. I just, oh, I thought it was so cute when I was reading about that. Um, anyway. She loved music and art and was a true ray of sunshine in life who loved to laugh and made genuine connections with others. Broke my heart, but her mom even says that they still keep some of, like, her art on the walls of their house, which, like, oh, absolutely precious. Um, She was incredibly smart and ambitious and had dreams of attending college after high school. Um, In 2006, she was a junior at Pocatello High School. Uh, She still had some time to pick out what she wanted to do with her life, which is nice. It's a nice, exciting time. But she actually was leaning towards majoring in law, which, again, it's just so exciting that, yeah. like, it just makes this whole thing worse to hear how ambitious she was and, like, the things She's she doing had so planned much. and, the, like, you know. So, anyway, she did have a boyfriend. She was dating a guy. His name's Matt Beckham for about five months, and they seemed really in love, which is adorable. I mean, I oh. like that name. Matt Beckham? Right? I know. Very fancy. I know, right? Uh, but they met, like, the previous school year. Okay. Uh, so. So they've been dating, like, a year? <clears throat> Uh, about five months. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So... <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> so incorrect. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> I'm just going to kind of run through the other people in this story as well. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Brian Draper was born on March 21st, 1990 to Pam and Carrie Draper. He was raised in Utah and grew up with a stutter, which his classmates made fun of him. Oh, Because kids sad. are literally the freaking worst. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're... At, yeah. That age, too. Honestly, right? like... I'm not sure what age that was, but, like, even elementary school. Just, like, also, you're making fun of someone's stutter. Like, you're kind of a piece of garbage. I used to stutter a lot when I was like, younger. Not, like, not really bad, but just because I talked too fast oh, in my yeah. only brain. And I, I remember like you and I still do that, though. Yeah, we do. And, and then I'm just, like, why what am I like, why am I doing this? I, I know, right? So much. <laughs> but anyway. But kids will find anything. So, because of this bullying, he grew up dealing with a lot of darker emotions, like depression, anger. And, like, here's where uh, you can really feel bad for him. Because, like. It sucks. It must have sucked to feel alone and depressed and, like, being bullied and being made fun of and... For something you can't help. Exactly. Not even just that, but, like, in general. Like, kids are cruel. I mean, it's just... It's the reality. They suck. Yeah. Like, that's... So, anyway, uh, he is one of our murderers in this episode. Oh, we don't feel as bad for him anymore. Feel bad for the child, uh... Don't feel bad for him after that because yes. he's a piece of garbage. Like hot flaming Hot nasty, flaming garbage. Wet garbage. Ugh. So <laughs> anyway, um Alright. Next murderer in this his name is Tori Adamchik. 
I hope that I pronounced Adam it right. Trick. Yeah, I looked it Let up. Let me see. <laughs> we are really bad at pronunciation. Adam Chick. I like, like <laughs> she wrote pronunciation in here. She wrote it out like Adam Chick. I did. I was worried I was gonna forget. And it's so funny because like his first name is spelled T O R E Y, so it's Tory. Tory. But like, I'm so dyslexic that I wrote Tony, and then I was like, oh my gosh, like who is this Tory character? And then you're like, wait, when did what is this? Go I, back. I, I, why is that literally me? That's me when I read a book and I read a whole page and I'm like. What just happened? Right. I when did to- this person, when when did they start making out? Who was she making out with? I had to go back and replace his name. I literally was listening to a documentary on this, which <laughs> you should definitely, like, if you guys want to, there's a ton of um, videos on this, like I mentioned in the beginning. Feel free to, like, watch them, but just be warned. It's it's not graphic. It's just... It can get pretty... pretty. It, they're just talking about some pretty yeah. graphic things. Okay. Um... <clears throat> But anyway, they said Tori, and I was like, who's that? <laughs> like, that is something I would do oh 100%. My God. I literally wanted to punch myself in the face. Anyway, so he was born on June 14th, 1990 in Pocatello to Shannon and Sean Adamchick. There isn't a ton about his early life online, but we do know that him and Brian met at Pocatello High School and pretty much became best friends instantly. They had a lot in common. They loved to film make. And they actually kind of started recording everything they did together in hopes that it would become an actual film one day. Oh, um, okay. So they, they had dreams. They had big dreams. Yeah, it's kind of like that show. Um, you ever seen The Goldbergs? No, I haven't. But... Okay, well, it's like this show, this kid in the 80s, like, he wants to be a filmmaker, so he films a ton of stuff. And it's actually, he's always made, got like, the camera around. Well, now, as an adult, he made a TV show out of it. But at the end, he always shows a film, like his own <gasps> video clip. So, whatever. Uh, except, like, you know, difference is he wasn't a psychopath. Right. But, <laughs> right. There's that. Yeah. So, they were both obsessed with murderers like the Zodiac Killer, Ted Bundy, kind of, oh. you mentioned. Oh. And the Hillside Red Strangler. Flag. Red flag. It's, it's not great. But Tori, in particular, was obsessed with the movie Scream. Like, him and Brian loved the movie Scream. Oh, my God. This sounds like... Okay, I actually just watched the fifth one or the sixth one or whatever, the latest one that with came Jenna out. With Jenna Ortega. Yeah, and I watched, well, there's two with her now. Oh, really? I watched the last one that came out. Oh, my I think it's, like, the six or something. I mean, all the Scream movies are really similar, but it's interesting because in the Scream movies, they're obsessed with, like, the Scream people are, like, obsessed with a movie, and they try to, like, recreate it and stuff, because they, like... Oh, really? Yeah, but it just kind of reminded me of that. Also, when you say obsessed with murderers, do they, like, are they, like, into true crime, or, like... No, like, okay. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, my God, me. Yeah, that's true. But Uh, are they, no, are they, like, literally obsessed with, like... Harsh difference. They, like, it's, like, Ted Bundy them are their celebrities. Like, they think that they're the greatest things ever, and... Can't relate yada, to that, yada, so. And, like, they're obsessed with them in a, in a not-okay way. Okay, like, okay, gotcha, gotcha. so, yeah. Uh, very different than <laughs> <laughs> true crime. But, <clears throat> anyway, it was clear that they wanted the fame that came with being, like, a prolific murderer, uh, or, like, infamous, and they pretty much kind of encouraged that in each other, which, like, how does a conversation like that start? I... I don't know. I've always thought that when it's like when people are just like, yeah, like we bonded over just the love of killing people. It's like, where did that come? Where did it come from? Did you guys just like one day be like, hey man, can I tell you something? And how did you find somebody that was just like, yeah, I'm into it. I'm liking this. Like I keep talking. I can't even find somebody who has the same favorite movie as me. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally. So anyway. 
privacy in this case, uh, again, this is super violent. It's just disgusting and, and really planned. Um, I mean, it's a true crime podcast, so you guys kind of right. know but what you're getting into. But if you're not into, into something that's, like, yeah. really, 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 really graphic, yeah, maybe this one's not for you. Which so, is okay. yeah, exactly. Anyway, a lot of this was also filmed, so, again, you're going to hear me reference videos. That's why. Feel free to look them up. Not all of them are available. There's a lot of them available, though. I think, like, there's, like, one large compilation video on YouTube. Uh, but the ones that aren't available, there's transcripts for, because some of them, it's 2006. Keep in mind, terrible audio. <laughs> yes. So, anyway. Um, but they're really upsetting, so just just kind of prep yourself if you do watch them. So, okay. What iPad was 2006? Probably, like, was there even an iPad? I don't even know. That's a reference, by the way. If you guys, if you guys listen to our second episode, you'll probably laugh with one with us. Okay, pausing because we're looking at the iPads. Yeah. We are on iPod U2 5th generation. So keep in mind, no one's using iPads in this episode. (laughs) Okay, so we're back. Uh, Turns out iPads were not a thing. Um, They were on the iPod U2 2nd edition. Uh Uh-huh. I don't even know what that was. Yeah. I was like six at the time. Yeah, so. I didn't. I was not worried about that. I was I was outside <laughs> pretending to be on a Disney Channel show. Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, the three, Tori, Brian, and Cassie, all met at Pocatello High School. She definitely seemed to be their polar opposite. I mean, very obviously, she was super outgoing and vibrant, and they were introverted and came off as loners. They became friends from joking around in the classes they had together, which again. No shock, because Cassie was just somebody who made everybody smile. So, of course, she's friends with everybody, and it's right. nice to everybody. Uh, and actually, some people said that Brian had a crush on Cassie and was super jealous when she kind of started dating Matt. Um, but again, not a ton of... Not a ton on that. Just kind of like, maybe it happened. Just I mean, high school drama. High school or, gossip. Yeah. <laughs> so, on August 31st, 2005... Oh, and actually, just a side note, Matt had also met... Uh, Brian in like seventh grade, so they were kind of friends. Like him, him, Brian, and Cassie's Tori. boyfriend, and Brian, and like they were all friends. Okay, so like, kind of like all a four of them were friends. Okay, um, I think he was closer. Matt was closer with Tori, um, I think so. But anyway, but they were all in like kind of like that's in my notes on each further. other. <laughs> so anyway, we're just kind of jump right into it. On August thirty first, two thousand five, Tori asked one of his friends. Joe, I'm not going to say his last name. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. He was 18 yeah. at the time, but whatever. So anyway, who was coincidentally 18, if he could help him purchase knives for a personal collection. Which, My personal. Red flag already. Oh. Now. Hey, can you help me buy this knife? Why? A personal reason. Just now. No. I'd be like, you can tell me the reason or I'm not purchasing the knife. Also just like. Also maybe, actually maybe I just won't purchase the knife. Maybe I just won't all. do it. Right? I changed my mind. I'm just not going to do it. So, they all get in the car, they go to a pawn shop, and Tori picks out one knife, and Brian picks out three. And what's, again, what's Brian's crazy... Brian's a little... He's a really... Right? Nice what's crazy. freaking crazy is that Joe has, like, no idea what they're planning. He's just like, like, I guess I'm buying these four freaking knives for them. Like, I would go to a pawn shop and buy you knives if you asked, not thinking you had anything... To like, I'd be murder. like, oh, you're getting You'd be something. like, it's a little sus, Meg, but I mean, okay. Like, I'd be like, oh, a gift for Jack. Cool. Whatever. And I wouldn't think twice about it. So, Meg, why are you buying these? Personal reasons, Grace. Right. Um, okay. 
So, like, honestly, I was, like, reading about this, and I'm, ugh, my heart just, like, ugh. I feel so bad for Joe knowing what they did now, and then looking back and saying, like, and, oh, like, my gosh. I about that. Like, I did the, I, well, he, not, he, did, he didn't do anything, but, like, he's, like, yeah. I bought this. He was unwillingly drug into it. Yeah. Was really what it's out. So, anyway, at this point, kind of 2005, they've been friends for a while, and they are super, super obsessed with fame. They start filming everything they're doing, like I said. And what gets kind of creepy is they're filming a master plan, for lack of better terms, in hopes that, like, one day when they do commit this mass murder or whatever, it's going to be used in documentaries. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they're, like, insane. Yeah. Like, they think that, like, this is going to go down in history and be like, they're going to use it in movies. Yeah. What yeah, literally. Frick. Which they end up being right because a lot of documentaries reference these videos because I mean, that's a, honestly I hate that. I why hate not? that they were right. Yeah. Yeah. So that really sucks. There's a bunch of them out there. Some haven't been released again. Um like I watched one and it it just like honestly Oh, it just made me sick to my stomach. Just seeing their faces and like the body language and how happy and relaxed they are when they're talking about these like insanely like they're talking about killing people and, and they're, they're just, just like, laughing and kidding i mean it gave me goosebumps it was they're like excited about it right oh that's terrifying and what's even creepier is that cassie's actually in some of their videos oh my god and it's just it just makes you is she just like, like sick behind like she's just like sitting there like she's just in the video like oh my god oh hey cassie like they're waving to her and it's just oh anyway so, one of the videos on September 21st, 2006, is of them driving, and they're talking about some girl, um, I couldn't quite catch her name, and also, I just don't want to say it, she's not involved in this. Right, I get um, that. And saying how they're going to go for a high body count. And then... Oh my gosh. These guys are literally... We're going to go for a high body count. Oh my god, that's literally terrifying. Grade A losers. That's it. Grade A trash. Like they're losers. Literally losers. There's no other, like, anyway. Tori follows up kind of by saying, for all you FBI agents watching this, you weren't quick enough. Oh my God. Right? Did they think that they're not going to get caught? Like, like, do they think? They think that they're geniuses, which is so funny. Are they just, are they narcissists that think that like they're? Oh, 100%. Oh, that's terrifying. So Brian then responds to that and says, you weren't quick enough and you weren't smart enough. We're going over to, I'm leaving this girl's name out, yeah. house, and we're going to snoop around to see if she's home or not. And if she's home, splat, she's dead. And the horrifying part is, again, this is September 21st, 2006. They're driving by this girl's house and she turns out not to be home. And here is where in the video they come back on camera and say that they're going to go to a nearby church and call their friends Cassie and Matt. These disgusting little worms then say, they're our friends, but we all have to make sacrifices. Oh my God. Oh my. We all have to make sacrifices? Yeah. Also, that one girl, let's just, the one girl that like the house they went to, let's make Mm -hmm. up a name. Let's say like Jennifer. That saved, like, yeah. the fact that she just wasn't home for whatever even, reason, that saved her life. I can't even imagine watching that video as her 
and just feeling absolutely sick to my stomach. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's absolutely horrific. Oh, yeah. It's terrible that they basically played Russian roulette with... Like, who's it going to be? People they knew. Who like, are we going to kill? joke. Cassie, and then, and then... And then for them to be like, let's just call it Cassie and Matt, you know, because... They're our friends, but we have to make sacrifices. Cry me a river. Obviously, they're, they're obviously not your friends either. Like, you no. don't give one crap. That's... That is... To, and then to also look back and think, like, I knew these people. Right. I knew them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You they're never, in you some really, of the videos. You, that just, like, proves you don't know what's going on in people's minds. Mm, you yes, don't. never. So, Brian goes on to say how he feels weird in his stomach... That tonight is the night, but he, quote, feels like he wants to kill somebody. I know that's not normal, quote, unquote. Like, wow. I'm glad you know that's not normal. I just don't have words. Don't really believe you, though. I mean, it's exactly what you said. It's terrifying to think about you're friends with somebody. You've been friends with them for years. You Mm -hmm. think you know them. And it turns out that, like, they're this terrifying monster that you've never imagined. You never could have guessed. Because, let, and like you said before, too, where it's like, if I came in and said, hey, I need you to buy me some knives for, you know, personal yeah. reasons, you would never be like, oh, she's probably going to murder somebody. Yeah. Like, you would never think that. That would never go to your brain. Because also, you're a junior in high school. You're a child. A literal child. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just insane to think about. <sighs> Terrifying. So then, literally, <laughs> this is going to tick you off. Uh, oh, no. Oh no. In reference to murder being illegal, that's kind of what they're talking about. They Correct say in that one. Good job, guys. They say that if you restrict someone, they're only gonna want it more. Like, no. Whoa. Just no. I've never wanted to murder somebody at all. I've just because the government says don't murder anybody. <gasps> like Are they what? trying to like be like, yeah, let's like, you know, underage drinking like it makes people want to drink it like drink more or whatever like it's like not no the same. not the same not but the same and you. we're not even going to try to make it the same right we're not going to do that we're not going to sit here and be like murder is illegal therefore i really really want to murder but that's the thing it's like you can see how immature they are because of the way they're talking about it. they're equating it to like some nonchalant thing like speeding and you yeah 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 and you said like like when they're talking about this like they're just like calm talking to the camera like, right? as if they were talking about, like, what to fucking get at the grocery store. Literally. I mean, it's insane. Like, it makes me, like, so... It just makes me so frustrated. So, anyway, in their stupid little videos, they're, like, just talking so calmly about how they're going to drive to Cassie's house and see if her and Matt are there, how they're going to sneak in, they're going to try to lure Matt out and kill him, and then scare Cassie and kill her. Oh my gosh. Literally. They're just, they're talking about this, like, this is, yeah, this is a Friday night. Yeah. So, they go on to keep talking about other classmates, uh, and where they know they're gonna be, which is, so, I mean, they talk about probably, like, four or five people, and how they know that they're gonna be here from here, from this time to this oh time, and it's, it's just sick, like, the whole time they're laughing about it, joking about it, they show no remorse, no sign of, like, I mean, it's just, like, they're talking about random things like everyday things like oh the sky is blue ha 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 i mean it's oh my god and all this does is show how freaking stupid they are i mean yeah it literally just shows that they're gonna start this murder spree and they think they're gonna get away with it because the uh, the fbi wasn't fast enough it's like, like okay you haven't even graduated high school yeah like how about we put just, this idea and put a pin in it and then and throw it in the trash school. and and just burn never, the whole thing. Never come back to that pin. 
Let's just never do that. I mean, they're just spineless cowards, and they were just looking for attention. I mean, that's that's it. Desperate like. for attention. So again, all that happens on September 21st. They're talking about all this stuff. September 22nd, literally the next day, Brian's filming in school, and this is where he films a video of Cassie. He passed her by at her locker, tells her, like, oh, say hi to the camera. She just looks kind of uncomfortable. I mean, it's early in the morning. She probably doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to be bothered. Anyway, he asks if she's seen Tori. And the video just, like, shatters her heart to just, like, see her and know that, like, oh, my gosh, like, you have no idea what's coming. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's so surreal. Because she thinks that it's just her buddies calling him up. Yeah. I mean, she looks so carefree. Like, she, why would you ever think that anything bad's going to happen? Right. So, the next video is Brian and Tori in the library after they skipped, like, their classes, like, their fourth period or something. Uh, and on this tape, they talk about how they're planning their murder, that they're making a kill list, and they're so callously talking about, oh, well, I want this girl to be on it because she told me to shut up once. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you it's the most immature. I don't even know. One time she told me to shut up. So let's let's kill her, too. Yeah, literally. That, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Like, they literally oh said. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, again, on the tape, they're talking about how they're planning out this murder, who they're going to start with, what they're going to do afterwards, kind of like getting their ducks in a row. And the terrifying part is that about halfway through, they kind of start really whispering and they're like, hey, 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 like, shut up, shut up. And basically they're alluding that a teacher is like nearby them. And so one of them is like, oh, what did you get for number two again? Like trying to cover it up, which like also... Like, no. how do you not, how do you not hear this stuff? I don't, I don't know. Like, as a teacher, as well, a he, classmate? And see, here's the thing, is I feel like a lot of people did, mm-hmm. but they just didn't think, they, they, they didn't, because you, you hear about this all the time, people being like, how did nobody suspect, like, dude, they, you know, they literally said, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to kill this person, but I didn't think they were serious. I didn't think that was serious. It's, I didn't take that seriously. It is always serious i have never said that i'm gonna like everybody has the little like oh i'm gonna kill this person like so and so whatever if you're continually talking about it and you're continually creating more details about it getting more forward with it yeah it's not a joke well and also even just you hear someone say like something horrible like do did you see so and so today i kind of want to kill him yeah if that's your friend or if that's someone you know and you're like, hey, maybe just, just be like, don't say that. And also... It's not funny. It's, it's not funny. Like, don't say that. I don't like that. And if they're like, oh, I'm not joking. Or just, honestly, if anything right? goes along with that, maybe be like, okay, I'm going to like look into this because red I don't flag. like... That's a really big red flag. Exactly. Don't just be like, oh, haha, like they're probably joking because... It's just, it's... Oh, you know what? I would rather be... I would rather have you overreact than feel like you could have done something later then something bad happened 100 feel like you didn't do enough 100 percent. oh so all right anyway sorry tangent guys this case is just so so frustrating like and upsetting yes so they look like absolute losers in this video they're literally so they look like losers please look up a photo of them and oh we'll post it on our instagram but oh my god they look oh anyway 
So they say that they've tried to kill 10 other people. Tried? Yeah. They said that they've literally tried to kill 10 other people, but unfortunately they weren't home and they were never home or they were never home alone. And finally, this, oh, my stomach like flipped when I was watching a documentary and Brian literally on film says, I'm sorry, Cassie's family, but she had to be number one. (gasps) She's perfect. Shut the frick up. Are you Joe? I'm trying not to cuss as much. (laughs) (laughs) Grace looked at me and was like, did she just say frick? (laughs) That's like my (laughs) go-to. She was like, Megan? Megan and I are trying to not say the F word as much. (laughs) She gave me this look and I started, oh my God, I started laughing. Okay, but seriously though, that is horrible to look at her mom. You You said it was her mom, right? No, no, no. He's saying this to the video camera and says, oh. I'm sorry, Cassie's family, but she had to be number one. To, and to address would be like Cassie's family? Yeah. Oh as, God, if it's, as if it's okay in any capacity, any way at all. So <clears throat> they kind of then talk about how they would love to do a school shooting. They were like obsessed with Columbine. And they were like, oh, of we course don't have, they were. Right? They're like, oh, we don't have guns, blah, 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 blah. It's... It's freaking ridiculous and just the most annoying thing ever to hear them talk about this. Ow. Oh my oh, god. Are you okay? Did you hear that? I heard that. That was straight elbow. Wow. That shit hurt. Okay. <laughs> Is that the funny bone? No, it's like right here. Even. It's gonna leave a bruise. Alright, so September 22nd, again. Uh we're on the same day as that horrible video and Cassie is actually house sitting for her aunt and uncle they are going on vacation I think it's like Wyoming or something them and her 13 year old cousin okay so they're like oh hey Cassie's super responsible we have I think like three cats and two dogs um you know she could definitely watch the house for us they need to be let out also you know it's nice I remember being in high school and, like, it's nice to have some alone time, you know. So, she goes to her aunt and uncle's house after school. And it's not super far from her own house. But she's house-sitting for them. And uh, just kind of wanted to be there. Needed to be there for the animals. So, naturally, she's alone in this huge house and invites Matt over to kind of keep her company. Uh, says, right, I would too. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, it's like, okay, let's watch a movie. Um, and, again, I'm sure it was just nice to spend time and, like, relax. Like, high school, right, yeah. stressful, you know. So, she's also going to be in this house, like, all alone, and I get nervous. I'd be a little nervous. Really? I'd be a little scared. (laughs) I get nervous seeing, like, our apartment when, like, my husband isn't here, and, like, I'm the same way. So, completely get it. So, around 6 p.m., Matt gets there, and they uh, both kind of together invite Brian, trying to be nice, um, who then he, in turn, invites (sighs) Tori, which, like... No. It just pisses me off because they're Don't they're pieces of shit. Brian. And you know Matt and Cassie are more than likely just excited to hang out and like watch a movie with their friends, have yeah. a fun night. And they're just like pieces of garbage. So now they're all in the house, all four of them. Cassie, Matt, Tori, and Brian at around like 7 p.m. And Cassie kind of gives them a tour of her aunt and uncle's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the basement, which like, ugh. All right whatever i don't think i would ever just be like yeah give me a tour but also they knew what they were planning and probably asked for it yeah so during this tour right unbeknownst to matt and cassie brian unlocked the basement door with the intention of coming back 
Okay. So. Okay, no, no, no. I'm so scared. Right? They all kind of go upstairs into the living room and watch, like, Kill Bill Volume 2 or something. Okay. uh, For about, like, two hours. And then Tori and Brian kind of tell them, like, hey, we're bored. We're actually going to go watch a movie at, like, the local movie theater instead of staying here. So they dip around, like, 10 p.m. Okay. That's interesting. Right? Hey, we're going to go see a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, though. So, I'm sure you can probably guess at this point, yes. uh, they don't go to the movies. Oh. Oh, no. Instead, they drive down the street, just out of sight of the house, and they take the keys out of the ignition, and they get dressed in their stupid little costumes. You have got to be joking. Yeah. They, they actually, like, brought different outfits. Yep. They have dark clothing. Of course. Gloves. And, like, literally terrifying mask. This is like, the most premeditated you could you, ever get. Meg, you have to look up what the mask looked like because like Was it like a ski mask? Or is it like uh, I don't even like, it's like this creepy mask with like, like <gasps> blood coming from the eyes and the oh mouth. Oh my like, god, they actually full on like. I like, what do you think of this? Megan's looking at it now. <laughs> this is terrifying. Right? Oh, that's absolutely terrifying. Um, what is that movie? That it's like they, they purged it. Like, you know, the purge? Oh my god, Where yeah. they wear those creepy... That's, that is so messed up. That's so... Yeah. That's, that's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. Yeah. So, uh, they're literally playing dress up. Like, they can't even take this seriously. They, they're so that, immature. This, this, I was gonna say, this shows the immaturity. Literally. They're so stupid. And they start their walk back to Cassie's aunt's house, uh, holding the knives that Joe had helped them purchase from the pawn shop weeks earlier like almost a month earlier what's incredibly terrifying too is that if you watch the video right before they do this they sound so excited like Mm. pumped up like 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 we have the chance finally like kids before christmas and that's like the worst way to describe it but it's like the only way to do to describe describe it without you watching it i mean again let it sink in they're literally excited to go murder two of their friends what's terrifying about that too is how much you realize like they will they could never have been talked down from that no like nothing was gonna basically be like can you guys like get to your come to your senses no because they're sick there there's nothing that could have been said that would have been like oh my god you're right we can't do this literally so at this point it's been about 15 minutes since Brian and Tori left Cassie Ann's house. And so Cassie Matter just sitting there on the couch watching a movie. And suddenly the power goes out. Oh, no. Did they, like, did they cut the power? Obviously, they're both terrified. Trying to play it cool. You know, whatever. Yeah. Power outage just happened. But then they hear glass breaking. Later, we find out that this is... Tori and Brian smashing ashtrays on the basement stairs. They're in the <gasps> they are trying to cause fear. Yeah. Like, they were act. oh my, so they're not just being like, being like, oh, I want to murder, which is already horrific in itself, mm-hmm. but they're actually like, I want to cause a whole scene. I want to, I want to make them terrified. <clears throat> yeah. They're trying to get them to come to them, is the point. They're trying to get them to come down into the basement. So, as yeah. if it couldn't get any scarier. One of her aunt's dogs start 
aggressively growling at the basement door. Nope. Hair sticking up. He's snarling. He's barking. Like, a clear, like, somebody's down there. Which, like, okay, they don't investigate, which, good. Good. I, w- I wouldn't don't. either. I wouldn't either. But also, to everybody else, if you have a gut feeling that, like, I don't feel right, this feels scary, I don't feel comfortable, leave. Just leave. Like, it's not worth it. It's not, like, don't trust your gut. Like, yeah. that's the most important thing. Trust your gut feeling because more than likely, it's right. Yeah. And if it's not right, then oh Then, well. oh, then you're, you're safe still. You're still safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, some shitty things about this, too, are that at this point, Matt actually calls his mom, Sherry, and is like, hey, can I spend the night? Like, Cassie's kind of freaked out. She's going to be in this house all alone. Yeah. But his mom says no. However, she I, does offer, feel free, Cassie can come back here. Okay, okay. Which, like... He, she's just being a mom, and she's being like, exactly. don't stay alone in this house that you don't... You're also my son, like, you're in high school. And exactly. You don't with your girlfriend. Exactly. With and at least she offered, and you can come back if you want. But Cassie is literally so responsible and knew, you know... Like, his mom was like, I'll bring you back in the morning. But she knew that, you know... The dogs are going to have to be let out early. I don't want you to have to come back here that early. So, no. So, I'll just she was stay. being just, like, a really sweet person and being like, yeah. I don't want to inconvenience you. Literally. But this Which, is this is after, like, you hear glass breaking and everything. Yeah. Like, I would be like, no, there's somebody down there. But I'd have left immediately. I was going to say, maybe she didn't <laughs> the power think goes that out. it was somebody. Maybe she thought something just fell. Power goes out, I'm gone. Well, yeah, and also, I so, mean, yeah. I, th- I think it's pretty obvious, like, there somebody was in the house, but also maybe, maybe it didn't seem like that. But also, how many times have you and I been in, like, frightening situations at, like, 16, 17, and been like, oh, no, like, I'm That's overreacting, I being like, tough. Obviously, there's nobody in the house, that would exactly. never happen. Exactly. You yeah. think that it wouldn't happen to you until it happens until to it you. Until it happens, yep. So... Anyway, again, all of this just shows, like, the type of person Cassie is. Like, she's just so loyal and, like, responsible. She doesn't want to inconvenience other people. This makes me so sad. Right? So, eventually, the lights end up actually coming back on because freaking Loser 1 and 2, Brian and Tori, are in the basement. And they're pissed that Matt and Cassie haven't come back down to check what's happening. Right, because why would you think that they would just be like, hey, I think that there's somebody downstairs. Let's go actually down. Like, if you were trying to lure them to the basement. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing you yeah. could have done. So the also, lights, like, the fact that they're mad makes me happy. Right? So the lights end up staying on uh, pretty much until Matt's mom comes and picks him up, like, around, like, 11-ish, like, 10, 30, 11. Um, and he tells Cassie, okay, I'll call you when I get home to check on you, you know, be safe, let me know if you need anything, whatever. Uh, and actually, on his way home, he calls Brian and Tori to see hey, do you guys want to hang out later? Which is insane. So, again, Matt has just left Cassie's aunt's house and is calling Brian and Tori to say, hey, do you guys want to hang out later tonight? Tomorrow? Oh, my my God. And the scariest thing is that he notes that they're whispering on the phone. Because, again, we know that that they're they're in in the basement of his girlfriend's house. Oh my god, this is absolutely... Poor Matt just chalks it up to, okay, well... They're being weird. You know, they're at the movies, so they're probably just whispering. Which, like, Matt has come under a ton of, like, 
fire for like why would you leave why wouldn't you convince her to like okay, stay guys these are these are juniors in high school yeah and also his mom told him he can't stay the night he exactly. doesn't think someone's trying to murder his girlfriend nobody does like also it's just hindsight's twenty twenty. you can judge because it didn't happen to you yep. and you know the end of the story and no matter and what didn't. there's gonna be judgments and, and, oh, and exactly. anything like this <clears throat> exactly and cassie was so independent i don't think she really would have changed her mind i don't think he could have so once they know that matt is out of the house their plan really kind of starts okay once again they cut the lights hoping that cassie's going to come down to the basement try to flip the breaker which again she doesn't pisses them off she puts the dogs away and goes and sleeps on like the living room couch okay this is where things just kind of get brutal. Okay. Brian and Tori head upstairs wearing these absolutely terrifying masks. You saw them. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine somebody being in my house, let alone wearing a frightening, frightening mask. So when they get upstairs, they slam a door, hoping that Cassie gets scared and comes towards them to investigate. So again, like you said, they're just playing on her fear. They're, just, they're trying to make her as terrified as possible and just emotionally torture her before they brutally kill her. I've never had such hatred for people before. Right? Never. How do you even come up with this? I've, you are a teenager. You're sick. I mean, oh, what's going on in their in their minds is absolutely horrifying. Right? So, when Cassie doesn't uh, come to investigate, they kind of walk further into the living room and see that Cassie is laying on the couch. Which breaks my heart, again, knowing she must have been so scared. Just, like, laying on the couch. You know, I mean, when, you know when you're, like, laying and, like, you, you kind of are like, okay, I'm, like, nervous, but I'm fine. Let me just, like, cover up and, like... Under the blanket, you're feeling, you know, uh, ugh. So she even says, who is that? I'll kick your ass. As she approaches their shadows. Oh my god. Um, she's trying to be like... She's trying to be she's brave. She's trying to be brave and being like, just, just leave. And this is where they begin viciously stabbing her. Oh my god. She was stabbed approximately 30 times. And of those 30, 12 were deemed fatal. Oh my god. She was covered in defensive wounds. So she clearly tried to fight. Pathologist Dr. Charles Garrison testified that the most fatal wound struck the right ventricle of her heart. So basically, I mean, they literally stabbed her in the heart. Oh, that's that's horrible. He goes on to say that there were two weapons used, a serrated knife and a non-serrated knife. Most of the fatal wounds were caused by the serrated knife. Okay. But the wound to the right ventricle was caused by the non-serrated knife. Most of the wounds were also to, like, her torso. There were, like, a few, like, on her neck, on okay. her leg. So, um, but, I mean, they basically just stabbed wherever they could. Just anywhere. Just anywhere. Literally. It was it was a frenzy. And that's... It's just ter- terrifying to think about. I mean, just, like, the fear and... I mean, the helplessness. Yeah. I mean, ugh. So, they finished stabbing her, and Brian and Tori... Just leave her on the floor to bleed out. They drive to Black Rock Canyon, a rural area, and dispose of a ton of stuff. 
we'll kind of get into it mm-hmm. later what they dispose of. But the most chilling part of this is that there is a video of them. And you guys feel free to look it up. But again, just like, it's, it's emotionally heavy. They are on camera, out of breath, sounding super excited, happy. And they say, I just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not an effing joke. <gasps> oh, wait, I've seen this. Yep. Yeah, that's, oh my God, that's terrifying. So they dump their evidence. Uh, and then they have the great idea. Let's go buy a movie ticket for an alibi. Since we said that we were going to go to the movies, it's foolproof. Oh my, the so stupidity they that they have is actually making me angry. Yeah. So the next day... September 23rd. Matt calls Cassie at 12.15 and gets no answer. He ends up calling her literally 15 times. I would, I would do that too. Not right? gonna lie. I'm that person. I would. Nothing. Anna, Cassie's mom, is also trying to get in contact with her via call, text, nothing. They're all at this point chalking it up to, well, she's busy. Maybe she's sleeping in. Right. Maybe she just doesn't have her phone. No one's thinking anything. Here's where it gets, like, oh, I don't even have an emotion to describe it. Matt actually hangs out with Tori and his family today. Oh, this this is absolutely, okay. And ends up asking Tori to drive him to, to, to Cassie's aunt's house, because he's like, I need to check on my girlfriend. But this piece of human flaming garbage goes, mm, yeah, I don't have enough gas for that. Yeah. Don't I'd be fly. like, hey man, I'll pay for your gas. I'm Take sure me. he probably did. And he was like, no, no, no. Dumbest lie. Wonder ever. why. Matt lets it go and he ends up staying the night at Tori's house. Oh my god. To look for Matt to look back at this. Right? I'm oh It makes you nauseous. It like how me, do you even forgive yourself for something that you didn't even like he, he intentionally do? But again, I couldn't even imagine the guilt that comes with that. Like, yeah. oh my god. So, anyway, I, I'm just, like, again, like, I'm just so mad for Matt because he now has to live with that for the rest of his life. And it's literally not his fault at all yeah. that he had no clue how much of a disgusting, vile, worm, disgusting pig yeah. Tori was. But uh, you know he has so much guilt over it. I couldn't imagine. Oh. So, Sunday, September 24th, Cassie's family is now freaking out. Yes, yeah. They haven't heard from her, but around 1.15 p.m., Cassie's aunt, uncle, and her 13-year-old cousin get home from vacation to relieve Cassie from house-sitting. Oh, no. Okay. They say that the doors were open and off the hook. Um, there was broken glass and stuff at the bottom of the steps. This is like a two-level house, so okay. you know you walk in, and then you have to walk up a flight of stairs. Right. Her uncle Frank and their daughter go upstairs and very quickly come back downstairs screaming, call 911, somebody's dead on our floor. Oh my god. The horrible thing is that their 13-year-old daughter was the one to find her cousin. Oh no. Her Aunt Allison runs upstairs and sees Cassie's body on the floor of the living room in front of the TV. There's blood behind her head, her left leg, and her left pinky was almost fully cut off. Oh, that's, that's horrible. It okay. just shows, like, she They're, fought. Yeah. She fought for her life. Um... She, they're calling 911, 
Allison's on the phone trying to get a pulse. She says, there's definitely not one. She's cold to the touch. And at this point, they walk outside, kind of waiting for police to get there. Yeah. Um, the fact they've that the 13-year-old daughter. Right. Like, like, how do you even... Ugh, how do you process that as an adult, let alone a child? As a, yeah. So, uh, at this time, Cassie's stepdad, Victor, and her mom, Anna, are pulling up to the house. Uh, and Frank meets them outside and delivers this... Horrible. I mean, horrible. unfathomable, soul-crushing news. Yeah. I, I don't even know how you begin to say that. Oh. So... So police immediately begin their investigation with Matt. Unfortunately, he's. I mean, most naturally, that, it makes sense. It makes as, sense. Exactly. Most obvious suspect. And I'm sure he gets that too. Yeah. Uh, he had been there a large portion of the night and was one of the last people to see mm-hmm. her alive. So after quickly ruling him out, again, he's got nothing to hide. He tells them, you know, hey, Brian and Tori came over, we watched a movie, and then I left. Mm hmm. So police obviously are like, okay. Cool, like, I'll talk to Let's look at Brian and Tori. Yeah. Which, did these morons, like, not think that Matt that, was that, See, say that's anything? what I'm saying. Like, like, like when, the, when they said the whole, like, let's go get, like, an alibi movie ticket, I was like, guys, you were there. Right? At some point. Yeah. So, <laughs> September 24th, police show up at Brian's house, and this disgusting little rat man starts crying and this Ugh. big emotional show like what do you mean Cassie's which one brian dead? or Corey? brian okay um and he starts saying how he visited matt and cassie but left when they realized that there wouldn't be a party <gasps> like yeah okay mm-hmm. here's where it gets absolutely hilarious he tells the police yeah i have a movie ticket it's to the movie pulse we saw it so, clearly, I, I couldn't have done it because I, I saw the movie. Obviously. Just like he told Matt and Cassie we're going to go see the movie. Right. Except police are like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, what is the movie about? <laughs> I love the police right now. And he literally can't come up with a single thing. Like, nothing. Like, to the point where he's like, I don't know. I don't remember any of it. Oh. Any of it. My. God. Like, you're so They were stupid. so confident, too. You didn't even think through your own alibi? Oh, my God, that's funny. Right? And the, you know the police were like, yeah, this, this piece of trash is lying. Like, no. No, I don't remember anything. I don't, From something I, I saw yesterday. Didn't even watch it, basically. I wasn't even there. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So police are like, okay, thank you. We'll, we'll see you real soon. We'll keep in touch. Don't worry. So, two days later, September 26th, police come back. This time they're like, Brian, why is... Why come here. Come here, Brian. Why don't you and your little parents come down <laughs> to the police station, have a, little, have a little nice chat? So, in the interview room, they read him his Miranda rights, and he insists. Nope. Me and Tori saw Pulse. So, they're like, yeah, um, that's great. That's awesome. We, we got the ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Super believable, except for the thing that... You don't know anything about the movie. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little weird. Like, not only that, he didn't even in between his first interview and today look, it look up. up anything about the movie. So he didn't... Oh, Nothing. my God. So again, he's like, no, yeah, I, I don't 
yeah, no, I don't know anything about the movie. They're like, okay, yeah, so you see how we don't believe you because you can't come up with a single thing about and the movie. And if you went to watch the movie literally last night, not even 12 hours ago, not right? even 24 hours ago. Um, so they're like, try again. I'm like, okay. And then he goes, ugh. Ugh, fine. Ugh, fine. You got me. <gasps> he does, he, oh my god. Did he, did he say this? Like, was he like scared or was he literally just like ugh alright he goes fine 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 I was lying you're right darn Tori and I were actually stealing from cars oh oh yeah but we never went back to Cassie's house we were just stealing from cars we just bought that movie ticket (laughs) as an alibi so he's going for the whole it was an alibi because we were doing something illegal Mm -hmm. just not murder illegal yeah he's like ugh sorry about that He's like, oh, yeah, we even tried to get in contact with Matt. And when he said his mom was taking him home, we just went back to our house and didn't leave for the rest of the night. Oh. Police are over it. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're done. Interview's over. Thanks. Thanks so much. Um, and his parents actually end up giving the police permission to search his bedroom. I would too. I'd be like, right? yeah, that's really sus. So they search his bedroom and under his bed, they find a knife sheath. And he goes, oh, oh, wow. Yikes. Embarrassing. I'm holding that for a friend. Oh, like, not, oh. The, not the it's for a friend. They're like, what friend? He's like, oh, my gosh, just a friend. They're like, where's the knife? He's like, oh, wow. You know, actually, that friend has the knife. So they just want you to hold the sheath? They're right. like, so so they took the sheath off the knife and just, and just gave, gave that to you? you. <laughs> mm-hmm, okay. Thank God the stupidity is coming out and everyone's like, yeah. Um, Super believable. Super. So now they bring him in for a third interview on the 27th. It, all of this is happening, like, boom, 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 Yeah, this, super is, this is quickly. This is happening fast. They read him his rights, and he's like, yeah, I don't need a lawyer. Okay, whatever. And then they he finally... They are so confident in this. He goes, ugh, you're right. I did unlock the basement door with the intention of coming back in only to scare Cassie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was all a joke. You know what the worst thing is? Is he actually thinks he thinks this is working? Oh yeah, he thinks he's like, that he's he literally thinks that he's he's fooling them right now. Yeah, tells police. Oh my gosh, we didn't even know Matt wasn't there. We were hoping to scare both of them. He tells them, yeah, we broke some ashtrays on the steps. They didn't come to the basement. You know, darn. Then he's like, well, finally we go upstairs. I slam a door, and you know, just trying to scare her. All fun and games. So silly. I'm hilarious. Oh my god. Um, and here's where he starts trying to really worm his way out. Oh my god. He tells police that Brian walks in front of him and stabs Cassie, but I'm just, I'm just an innocent little baby. I I just... Wow, he just dimed his buddy out. He said I thought it was a prank. Oh, or I'm sorry, I said Brian walks in front of him. Tori. Brian says that Tori walks in front of him. My bad, guys. He's like, oh, I thought it was a joke. Oh, well, like, you poor baby. Oh, my gosh, you're so right, so okay. innocent. The, oh, I hate this man. But that after he saw her wounds, he knew it wasn't a joke anymore. So then he just stood there wondering what Tori was thinking because I just thought it was a joke. He said that Tori was the only one to stab her and that Tori had the serrated knife and he didn't touch or stab her at all. Keep in mind that we know... <sighs> 
the stab wound to the right ventricle of her heart was not serrated. Was not serrated. <gasps> I.e., it's your knife, dumbass. Oh my god. If guys, if you could see my face, I'm literally just like staring at Grace. We're just like looking Jeez. at each other like what the actual frick. <laughs> like for real, it's it's so so to prove that he's the nicest and the most innocent, sweetie little yeah. baby boy, mwah, mwah, mwah. Ryan uh, was just trying to make a joke. It's so... A pathetic, stupid, trash joke. Right? Oh, hopefully you guys can hear me rolling my eyes yeah. through the, can through you the pod. Yeah, Because, uh, no. He's like, I will show you guys where we buried the evidence because I, again, I, di- I just... Right, because you're am, not guilty, so where did you bury the evidence? I'm so innocent. Oh my god. So Brian, his dad, and the detectives drive out to Black Rock Canyon and find a long-ass list of evidence. Oh, my God. So here we go. Outside and inside of the hole, they find matchsticks. Inside the hole, they find a pair of black boots, a pair of blue rubber gloves, a pair of athletic brand or of athletic works brand fingerless gloves, melted brown hydrogen peroxide bottle terrifying mask that we've been referencing with blood coming out of the eyes a large dagger type knife with a sheath a silver and black handheld knife with a signature of sloan on the inside a small dagger type knife with a sheath a sony videotape which they're so stupid they tried to destroy couldn't destroy it enough (laughs) so police are actually able to repair it and use this a black-handled serrated folding knife that DNA tests prove has Cassie's blood on it. Partially burned piece of paper, paper with pencil writing on it. Uh, that creepy, another mask with Tori's DNA on it. A single black glove. A pair of partially burned black Puma gloves. DNA proves once again. How much crap did they have? Oh, we're not even done. So DNA proves with those partially burned black Puma gloves that they're soaked in Cassie's blood. Oh my god. A blue plastic garbage bag, a partially burned long sleeve Hagar brand dress shirt, a Calvin Klein black dress shirt, which DNA proves has Cassie's blood on the shirt cuff. Holy crap. A white and gray sock and a small piece of black cord. They really just said, let's bury everything. Everything. Yeah. So that same day, September 27th, Tori's brought in to be interviewed at the police department He's keeping to his bullshit story about, oh, we were just going through cars. And the other, the police go, here's no. the back. That is, that is so, f- <laughs> what is this? And they put <laughs> all the photos of the evidence down on the table. We love that. And this, this part's actually really sad. Tori's dad is in the interview with him. Oh, no. And he just looks at his son and literally asks, is this true? And Tori just nods. Like, I cannot imagine as a, a, a parent how you feel as a parent and what you do. Because you know Cassie's parents don't want to see you. Oh, my like, God. Like, I mean. Well, not only oh. that, but to just be, like, to think to himself, like. That's my I, I never, I never, I never doubted this for a second. Right. And now I'm looking at this and my son is telling me that he did, in fact, murder somebody. Literally. For fun. It's, it's sick. And, it, and, like, I do feel so bad for Brian and Tori's parents because like it's not their fault like you you do so much but you know that they they probably feel like that. oh they're gonna feel like it for the rest of their life I mean I couldn't imagine I I, you know so anyway um so the police actually end the interview by taking the shoes which this dumbass goes oh yeah I was wearing these the night Cassie died 
my god. Okay. Um, and they arrest him right then. Same day, Brian was arrested after, you know, he took them to show the evidence. Right. At, like, the whole Black Canyon. And he's taken to Bannock County Jail. I hope I said that right. But <laughs> it looks right. We're so, going to go with it. During one of his last interviews, he was asked by a detective whether he stabbed Cassie in order to keep Brian from, or from, Tori from turning on him. And he nods and goes, oh, well, duh, yeah. I had to stab her, like, four times, but I didn't want to. Ugh. Oh, my like, God. Shut the hell up. Just stop. Nobody gives a shit about your pathetic little story. You're a piece of human garbage. I didn't want to. Ugh, oh, that makes me so. It's just, like, just stop. So he's like, yeah, I stabbed her in the leg and the chest area. No, you stabbed her in the heart. You literally stabbed her in the heart. Oh I don't want to hear it. Oh, I didn't want to. You stabbed her with enough force to stab her through her ribs into her heart. That, this, this makes me so angry that he is just like, and in the video, they're so excited. He's they're the one so, saying, and I he's, just killed Cassie. Yes, like, and, then, and then he's like, oh, I didn't want to, but like I had you because I didn't yeah. want Tori to turn on me. Oh, or, and this is where he goes, well, Tori keeps saying, you need to stab her. You need to stab her. It's not going to work. She has to die. Like, okay, whatever. Oh my god. So Brian and Tori are both charged with first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Good. During the trial... That's the most first-degree I have ever... Like, that's the hardest first-degree. It's on film. Yeah. Like, that's, how are you that, is, that is the most premeditated I've Ugh. ever, like, heard of, basically. Right? So during the trial, they both moved to sever, which means they wanted to be tried separately, which was granted. Okay. Brian's defense team filed a motion to suppress a shit ton of evidence uh, of him admitting to the murder. And the court said, no. Why would we do that? No, the jury's seen all this, buddy, but thanks. Yeah. Thank you. On April 17th, 2007, Brian Draper was found guilty. And on May 31st, Tory, his trial began. And on June 8th, 2008, he was finally found guilty. How come it took him a decent bit? Uh, I think that they had to do one trial first okay, and then the second trial. I don't think they could do them at, at the same, same time. time. So they both received life sentences without the possibility of parole, Thank as God. well as a 30-year-to-life sentence for the charges of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. Thank God. And currently, they are both serving their sentences at Idaho State Correctional Institute. Goodbye. See you never. Yeah. Uh, I... Goodbye. I hope you get diarrhea every single day. And I hope your life yes. sucks for the rest of your life. Yes. And I hope your life is long and painful. And bed bugs eat your butt every day. Yes. I love it. I don't even know. You guys That's suck. some good justice, though, I will say. Like, oh, yeah. No, no the, without the possibility of parole, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. So the trial went really quick. That's why, like, you know. Yeah, because everyone was like, mm, yeah, guilty as hell. I, there's At that point, what are you, you're going to say not guilty, and then you're on camera. I just killed Cat. Like, yeah. Okay. The fact that they didn't destroy that correctly just makes me like want to be like, ha. Okay. Yeah. Like that's what you get. Like that. All of it. All of it. Yeah. So in 2010, Cassie's family actually filed a civil lawsuit against the Idaho School District for failing to be proactive regarding Brian and Tori's like threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that uh, the school was negligent, as most of the videos. Of them speaking about their plans were filmed at the school. Which, like, understandable. Unfortunately, the Supreme Court didn't really see it that way. 
and ended up dismissing the case, basically saying, you know, there's so much that goes on at a school. There's no, unless they're outwardly being violent, like right. we can't, you know. Yeah. So that sucks. Um, but Tori actually did appeal to the Supreme Court in 2010 and Brian in 2011, but they were both denied full appeals. Like, Good. LOL, you suck. Um, sadly, Brian's conspiracy charges were actually dropped. What? Because there was evidence of the jury being misled, which really sucks. So he still is serving okay. life, but okay. it's just that 30-year to life extra. That um, wouldn't have really, like, it it wouldn't it's have really pretty mattered. much the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So then in 2017, Tori actually filed an appeal to have his whole conviction overturned due to okay, him saying, buddy. well, I wasn't able to get more character witnesses or some crap that nobody really gives a shit about because the court literally said, denied, no, yeah. sorry, oh well. And now they're both riding away, so LOL, good. Uh, so now kind of just to wrap up, um, after returning to the house, the scene of the crime, yeah. uh, Cassie's aunt and uncle knew that it would never be the same. Right. They put new carpet, they put new paint, they put new furniture, and they just never could get past it. Allison, her aunt, fell into a deep depression and lost her job. Her daughter, Cassie's cousin, who found her, had a breakdown and even attempted suicide. Oh, that's um, so sad. Frank, her uncle, had to pick up another job and unfortunately began drinking really heavily. Their house has been on the market every year since the murder. But it can't sell because of that? I wasn't able to see if it has sold. Okay, okay. Uh, the last thing I was able to see was so that in 2014, it still hadn't been sold. Okay. Um, which really sucks. It's really unfortunate that for them so that they... Sad. That's their niece, and she was brutally murdered in their house, and they have to just sit with that. Um, Cassie's brother, Andrew, said that it took them a few years before they were able, able to really ever talk about it, but that his mother, Anna, especially took all of this hard. Yeah. Andrew did say, though, that it makes you appreciate things a lot more. You never know how life is so... Or, I'm sorry. You never know how fragile life is. You never know how easy it is for someone to be gone the next day, which just breaks my heart. That is so sad. He said that he would never be able to forgive his sister's killers. Don't blame you. And that every appeal that's brought up, their wounds are just reopened once again and again and over and over. Andrew also said that we love her. It's always going to be a part of us. It's not like it's ever going to go away. It's in the back of our minds constantly, but we focus on keeping our family strong instead of focusing on the bad. We focus on the good... And when she was still around, nobody should ever have to go through this. Even though Cassie may not be alive with us today, her memory and legacy remain. And they should. Yeah. I like that. That's really good words. Her kindness is what made her so special. It drew people in. And the least we can do is continue that for her. I think all of us, Megan and I included, can think of 10 different ways today, tomorrow, the next day, this year... That we can spread kindness and love to people around us. Whether it's holding the door, picking something up, reaching out to somebody. Just even spending time with those around mm-hmm. you. Smiling at somebody who's having a bad day. I love that. Because um, honestly, I think if, if Cassie were still here, we all know she'd be doing that. Yeah. So I think as listeners of That's So Criminal, we just all need to take this horrific case and just kind of explode positivity on the world. Uh, and do that for Cassie. You know, she deserves it. She was such a beautiful soul that, I mean, who knows what she would have accomplished today. You right. Know I mean? She was so driven. Exactly. So that is the case of 
Cassie Joe Stoddard. Um, it's horrible. It was hor. That was absolutely yeah. so sad and so yeah. horrible. And yeah. My thoughts go out to like her family one hundred percent. Oh yeah. Everything. It's tough, but you know, again, focus on the positivity. That's why we always try to end our episodes with something a nice, like positive, positive that comes. You yeah. know, unfortunately, Which I out love. of this. Yeah, but guys, I hope that you liked this episode. Yeah. This was definitely a. This was definitely a very wild one. Yeah. A little crazy. Oh, yeah. And let us know your thoughts. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, So feel free to follow us on Instagram at... That's so criminal. Please send us a Gmail. That's so criminal at gmail.com. Pretty straightforward here. (laughs) Making it easy for you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. So reach out to us, connect with us, DM us, email us, some case suggestions. Please Um, do. If you have any personal wild tales... Feel free. We might do some, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like listener tales. We should do something like that eventually. Because that would be really, really awesome to read. Anyway, email us your wild, crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And so I guess <laughs> we don't have, we'll we don't have like, an ending thing. <laughs> I know. But we don't really have something to end on. We'll figure that out. But for now, uh, thanks for listening and stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Stay not murdered. Okay. Bye. Bye.